illusions, levitation, magic, sluts. This show had it all. On this episode <laughs> of series finale, we watched the final episode of Chris Angel, Mind Free. Let's find a show we never seen What's up, kings, queens, and folks? It's the series finale podcast, the only podcast where stand-up comedians watch the final episode of a show they've never even, even seen. seen. I'm Zach. I'm John Paul. And I'm Jack Burke. And uh, we're here. We're queer. Check us out on Facebook. We share memes. Instagram, we share memes. Check us out every Sunday. We have a new episode. <laughs> we watch the finale every Thursday on Patreon. We put out a bonus episode. We watch a pilot. So just right. check that out. And uh, this week, as JP talked about, we watched uh, Chris Angel's Mind Freak. What's your knowledge of Mind Freak? Well, Mind Freak was a uh, six-season show on A&E that was all about uh, the legendary illusionist magician. I don't know. Sometimes they get annoyed when you call them illusions. They want you to call them tricks. Chris really? Angel, well, Chris Angel actually doesn't call them tricks or illusions. He calls, calls them prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> he calls them something different. He calls them mind freaks. Mind freaks. Mind freaks. Why? Why? I, that seems weird that they wouldn't want you to call them. They would want you to call them tricks, not illusions. I just knew. I knew when I started doing comedy uh, a long time ago. Uh, a guy I knew. I started with. Uh, I didn't start with a magician, but I just knew this guy was a magician. And I said, like, oh, you do illusions? He's like, I do magic tricks. And I was like, all right, fuck. So everybody's <laughs> got their own terminology. Yeah, I yeah. mean, people can get, you know. Jokes, yuck, yucks. Yeah. Right. Do you think that that's like, um, what is the, do you think like David Blaine, does he have his own language? Like, he probably doesn't even call them tricks or, you know, illusions because he's like. British, so he calls them crumpets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. David Blaine's British? I think, right? He sounds British. No, think, he doesn't sound I think British. he got me, too. I, mean, I think they all got yeah. me, dude. I think, <laughs> I think they're in a bad position. I mean, at one point, Angel is making women appear, and he says uh, <laughs> he gets four girls to appear in a cabana, in like a cabana depot, so yes. it's like basically yeah. in a mall parking lot, <laughs> and four girls show up at the cabana, and he says, what's better than four girls? Eight. Eight. Yeah. Eight. And then he says, like, you guys will probably last me through the rest of the week. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude. He's a, he's a dude. super horny dude. I think I think a lot of magicians are because they like uh, they're like they were nerds. Yeah. 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 Well, then, a lot of powerful people are horny dudes, you know? Yeah. yeah. Horniness. I think Jack equates you to a, power. Yeah. Yeah. You had a quote last week that was like horniness is the driver of all human behavior. Or something <laughs> crazy. It's possible. I mean, I think that. If you're horny, though, you shouldn't probably be allowed to do magic because you're in. You have too much power. Right. You no. don't want to be putting tricks on people. No, because yeah. for horniness' sake. Right. I mean, that's literally like there's magicians' jobs out there that go around to high schools and like during prom they like yes. snap I mean, their fingers and make the kid act like a fish. The and then they're the hypnotist. You know, the hypnotist. But then who knows what he's doing with those teenagers later? You know, it's it's disturbing. Have you guys ever been hypnotized? No, yeah. but it is. Yeah, in 2008, spooky. Jeffrey Epstein showed up to my high school, the famous <laughs> <laughs> hypnotist. Yes. And he, he put me under a trance. And then you woke up, you were washing Mac Rating's feet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want a Facebook algorithm update? 
Yeah. <laughs> I actually know that you posted about the the podcast today, and as of, like, I last checked, you're sitting at five likes. Dude, I get no <laughs> love in the algorithm. So, as you know, I've gone to war with political posts on Facebook. So, I'm yes. in the Somerville Pride group looking for old memories of Spring Hill <laughs> and, you know, t- twin lobster specials up at the uh, Mount Vernon restaurant. Yes. And I see a post from a woman that's a picture of a meme that says, it's not a meme, it's what I call a meme, which is a picture with writing on it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a picture of a private jet and says, this... Here to here took two hours. Bernie and his team took three private jets. Who's the elitist? It was in South Carolina. Yeah. I said, Patricia. Oh, you engaged. I engaged. <laughs> I replied. I said, Patricia, what does this have to do in Somerville? Did they have a layover in Somerville? Where's the Somerville airport? Is it on Spring Hill? <laughs> A day later, Patricia <laughs> responds. Oh, shit. Okay, my comment. Day later, she's actually less yeah. of a lose than you. <laughs> my comment, zero likes. Uh, <laughs> Patricia's comment, one like. She writes, Zach, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> M- Can you screen grab M- this? I will. M-Y-O-B what I post. <laughs> Which, to be fair to me, it's a public forum. I click on Patricia's <laughs> link. She graduated high school in 1958. Oh, here we go. Which would make her 79 years old. <laughs> so that's where I'm at Dude, on the algorithm. You internet elder abuse. <laughs> <laughs> You elder abused online. Wow, dude. I, it's, on, it's cyber elder abuse. <laughs> it really is. That's so unkind of you. Uh, I felt really bad. I feel, felt really bad that someone would say, go to hell. I find that that's like <laughs> vitriolic language. Yeah, she was like. really mad at you. She's for, pissed, dude. Yeah, she's mad at That's Bernie what too. memes do to the elderly. They work them up into a rage, dude. They do get you, pissed. They do. You, do. you need to consult your doctor if you want a meme. <laughs> yeah, dude, I if you, you have to check if you're heart healthy enough <laughs> right. to look at memes that are about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Well, my grandfather was dying, and uh, we but we wanted to keep him around for a few days, so we kept showing him memes of Hillary Clinton, you know, and it, <laughs> just to get so pissed. It jumpstarted his heart. <laughs> they get angry. They're, they like, do. pissed off. So that was my meme update. Well, also, why do, that sort of leads into... The meme minute. The meme, the meme minute. minute. Yeah. Let's do a quick meme minute. All right, I got this one for you. Please. Uh, Chris Angel comes on the TV. Chris Angel levitating off the frame. I'm going to hide. I'm going to head out. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. That's, That's brilliant. Good, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Ooh, Chris Angel. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Drake pushing away. Yes. Four sluts in the cabana. Drake pointing and smiling. Eight sluts in the cabana. <laughs> That's great. Ready? Back to the original meme. Bob Kraft on the phone. Oh, oh the grandfather. R. Kelly on the phone. Nice. Sitting in traffic. Hey, yo, Bob, what's all this traffic? Is it you again? Then Bob says, no, it's Chris Angel. He must have vanished. That's causing the traffic? Yeah. Or, hey, hey, this is Bob, Bob Kraft's Zach, defense. go to hell. <laughs> Bob Kraft's defense when he's getting tugged, at, when he's engaging in Orchids. human trafficking at Orchids of Asia. Yeah. It was Chris Angel's <laughs> fault, but you can't see him because he vanished. Oh, that's okay, so um, here we go. Arm, black arm, okay. white arm. Oh, no, no. White trash power arm, black trash power arm. Okay. okay. Fists coming together over their like of Chris Angel mind freak. 
So you're saying white, you're saying I low trash un- people, okay. low class people like this because gotcha. both of them were staying at the Luxor and going bananas for card tricks. <laughs> 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 they were like just trashy people with like backwards fitted hats on. It's disgusting. Okay. Uh, AOC in the SUV. Okay. Uh, <laughs> rock driving. Hey, AOC. Uh, glad to have you here in Las Vegas. Would you like me to take you to the fabulous Luxor Resort Casino to see a show of Chris Angel, a live Chris Angel show? Right. AOC, a, a co- occasional cortex says, uh, no thanks, I'm staying at the Bellagio. And The Rock looks back shocked. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, dude. Okay, Wandering Eye Boyfriend. Ooh. Um, me, with me, I'm the, one, I'm the guy. I'm the dude. My, the lady next to me, David Blaine. Okay. Looking back, Chris Angel, 40 feet in the air. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> All I, right. I, I feel like that's good. Yeah. Well, we didn't do a universe, right? Well, uh, we'll leave it because yeah, we we'll don't have it. to do it. We don't have to touch everything. No, you're yeah. right. All right. Little BSB. This, is, us a, with the this BSB. is a style of finales that we've talked about. It's kind of the the... The greatest hit style, mm-hmm. okay. where the main thing is Chris Angel is going to do his greatest vanishing trick of yeah. all time, which begins in a levitation and then he vanishes. So to build up to this, he goes through his top five favorite levitations. Yes. Yeah. And to be fair to Chris, some of those levitations were more impressive than the greatest levitation <laughs> ever, which was just him in the desert. Yeah. yeah the greatest levitation ever has like... His last levitation is kind of like pathetic, yes. to be honest. Another thing you need to know is this show is fundamentally just an advertisement for Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> he's like at the bar of the Luxor. He sh- he says what nightclub he's at. He says, I hang out here. Come hang out with me at right, the Luxor. Right, right. I didn't... Dude. It was it was so striking to me, like all the, it was product placement to an extreme. I didn't even get that, but now yeah. that you pointed it out, it's like, oh yeah, it really is. Like In, he ta- He goes to his actual store. Yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah. he shouts out like one of the guys worked behind the <laughs> counter, you know, dude, his I looked it up after his um, residency in Vegas generated so much tra- like tourism to Vegas. People were going to Vegas to see him. Yeah. yeah. And then they would gamble once they were there. But they were planning vacations around, around Chris, Chris Angel to get mi- many, to get mind freaked. Yeah. Yeah. How many lives do you think Chris Angel's ruined? Oh None. man! No, well, no. no you go to there's you go with your boys, see Chris Angel. You're having a good time. You're freaked. Your mind, your mind totally freaks. <laughs> and then what happened? What else mind freaks you? Prostitutes nearby. Right. And then what do you do? You fl- you sleep with one of them. You contract an STD. You pass it on to your wife. She's devastated. And your buddy. And, your and he's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> now you got nobody. You got no friend. You got no wife. Well, I was thinking more like you're lo- You you go with your family. Under the guise, you're like, oh, let's go to Vegas, baby. We can go to get Mind Freak. The kids are 12 and 13. There's stuff for them to do in Vegas now. We can have a nice time. I know you said I had a gambling problem when we first met. <laughs> right, right, But right. I don't. You know that. We can go to Vegas yeah. for Chris Angel. It did. They go. Things get out of hand almost immediately. He hits the slot machine the first one. He walks out the airport. Yeah. He's betting pink slips in the I car. I think, like, if you're in the program, you shouldn't be allowed to get mind freaked. Because <laughs> you've spent, you spent years sometimes getting your mind in a right spot. Right. And then Chris Angel <laughs> comes along and he freaks it. <laughs> but what if Chris Angel could make you appear in 90 meetings? <laughs> <laughs> Simultaneous. Yeah. That's a good. Then there point. would be no danger to relapse because the because mo- you have you go for one hour and you're back to being cured. Right. What if your higher power is Chris Angel, Ooh. just really high in the air? This show also has a great mix of like sex. 
Chris Angel's always bringing around sexy ladies, but also yeah. his mom is often in. <laughs> he every, loves every, his mom. He's bringing his mother with him all. His mom. It seems like he's the child of an immigrant. Greek. He's from Long Island. He's Greek American. It oh. was like a, a big deal <laughs> to the Greek community. He's also like. He's not. You know what's interesting? So it's actually Christopanisos Angel. It's some. <laughs> it is something like that. Yeah. He's not. Like I thought I was gonna be like this guy's a piece of shit loser. In a lot of ways he is, but he's also like just childish. He's I kind mean, it's of twenty ten, so it's hard to say what was loserish. I mean the anarchy hat is No, a no, much. he's a loser for sure. He's like if you were a Sons of Anarchy fan, before that, you were a mind freak. <laughs> can I can I put 100%. out a counterpoint? What? It's impossible to be a loser if you're worth $150 million. Interesting um, idea. Oxymoron. Can't be a loser. You're automatically cool if you have $150 That's why you're right. Weinstein, wicked cool. No, uh, he, Weinstein wasn't worth that much. No way. You Nobody, don't think Weinstein's worth $150 no, million? I bet Weinstein's worth like 22 Okay. All right. Weinstein <laughs> was a lame square who meant nothing to Hollywood. I, did, I bet that's not true. I don't Nobody know. He was, like, he was a bad boy. Although bro. I did just watch season eight, little episode of Kirby Enthusiasm. There's a brief Weinstein nugget. Larry goes to visit the rabbi after Funkhauser has become deeply um, religious. And the rabbi is going to meet Larry. As she comes in, she says, oh, here's the Weinstein file to the secretary. It was weird to watch like post-Weinstein. Was it definitely a reference? It had to have been a reference. It probably was. They all all worshipped him. Yeah. But he meant nothing. He was as powerless as the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. No, yeah. The mind freak people, the fans of this show... Uh, disgrace. Did you know any? In eighth grade, I knew a few guys who liked Chris Angel. I never really knew who he was. I didn't get into it. Do you guys ever? Do you guys ever liked Magic? No. Th- I mean, you're gonna hate my viewpoint on this, and I will applaud myself for not bringing this up till fourteen minute minute fourteen. <laughs> uh, but I despise Magic, despise and I despise it. Yeah. I despise the arc of the reaction it gets. Right. Because I know it's an illusion, so all I want to do, I don't even want to see the trick. I just want you to tell me how you're about to do it. Oh my! I, I don't really? want any element oh. of surprise. I don't yeah. want to see the trick. I just want to see the solution. Sounds, you I'm sound like no fun. Yeah, I'm no why fun that way. Why do you hate magic? It's just in my blood. I just can't <laughs> get into it at all. I find it horrifying. I don't hate magic, but I do dislike like this. Like, like, I I know that it's not real. You know that it's not real. You know that I know it's not real. Let's skip to the chase. Just show me the trick. <laughs> and I would maybe think that was cool. I would like to watch Penn and Teller. I think their show is pretty cool. They're wicked into circumcision at this point. What? Penn and what? Teller got a whole documentary about like why to not circumcise. Why oh. to not? Hell yeah. yeah, I love those guys, dude. They have a multi. Yeah, they have a multiple season show about uh, bull. They have a show bullshit where they debunk theories, and right. they also had a show about for stage magicians as well. That was good. Do they have an illusion that creates the idea that your foreskin's still there? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good. <laughs> That's kind of a body free. Yeah, <laughs> you still have your foreskin. Um, Chris Angel, I, what do you, you like? Magic? Do you like magic, John? What's your exposure? Yeah, I like magic. I would do when I would see the mag- magicians at the comedy studio and stuff. I thought they were cool. I like yeah, it's not, and it's you would perform the magic of pretending that an underage uh, customer at CVS had, an, had a valid idea <laughs> <laughs> when you sold them liquor. Man, I thought I was gonna have to disavow that, but <laughs> right, you, know, you were a hundred percent correct. Right. Not redacted. That's true. I did do that. Zach, I'm surprised you hate uh, magic so much because I actually went and saw your magic show. Oh, you did? Yeah, really? maybe that's why you hate magic. Okay. Now. But um, I remember going to your your comedy, your your um, your Vegas show once, right? I went to this weekend to a magic show in Vegas. It was called Zach Brazil Foot Freak. <laughs> I have to admit, I was not too interested because all the reviews had just said that a perverted Portuguese handsy drunk 
had basically created a live show for him to smell and ejaculate on strangers' feet. But after losing thousands of dollars on betting on XFL games, I was feeling pretty down, and the hotel concierge gave me a comp ticket. I walked in, and there were photos of women and possibly men's feet on all the walls. (laughs) Zach came on stage in assless chaps and a MAGA hat. I have to admit, his energy was awesome. And the crowd was getting pretty pumped. <laughs> Mega. <laughs> he would invite people on stage, and he would wager with, uh, he would wager that he could guess anyone's age by the scent of their feet. <laughs> oh, wow, that's an interesting <laughs> trick, honestly. <laughs> it was pretty amazing to watch. He was right pretty much every time. Unfortunately, the night I was there, he called up a woman from the audience who was in a full burqa. This was usually the big finale for him because he would not be able to tell anything about the woman because of the burqa. He sniffed the lady's foot and he said, hmm, I think I need to lick it to get a better idea of her age. So he licked and kissed. And you could see <laughs> him get an erection through oh! his assless chest. Oh <laughs> <laughs> then he guessed the woman's age, yelling, 18! And a wire pulled the burka off. And she was unfortunately much younger than that. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Not pedophile age, but deaf a febophile age. <laughs> he had made a miscalculation. Oh, my God. And the cops ran in. Zach Brazel, foot freak was tackled on stage and brought into custody. (laughs) It sounds like his show was canceled, and he moved to the Philippines and started a show with Gary Glitter. Oh, (laughs) my God. But I had a great time and gave it five stars, or in his words, five toes. Oh, wow. (laughs) The Philippines, huh? Yeah, with Gary Glitter, a famous febophile. (laughs) No, Gary Glitter's flat-out pedophile. Oh, damn. Uh, he, wrote, he wrote that like stadium. We will, we. No, will. no, it's. Da, 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 da. Hey! The We Will Rock You is written by a different kind of pervert. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, actually, Jack, I remember uh, when you were uh, had a, your own Las Vegas really? magic show. Yeah, I actually happened to have. I found this review that I wrote right here. Why don't you read the review oh, of your okay. magic show? Yeah. Like I was signed to you. Yes. <laughs> Las Vegas is known over the world as a city of entertainment and fun. And this reviewer was very excited excited to see a brand new show by one of the hottest up-and-coming young stage magicians on the scene. Jack Burke cut his teeth in the magic game behind bars in Australia, mastering card magic, sleight of hand, and mind reading, all while reading at the level. <laughs> middle schooler <laughs> and running from his poor relationship and heavy drinking. <laughs> now Jack Burke is proud to bring a new show to Las Vegas, Nevada. Jack's show is at the Steve Wynn Resort Casino and Jack is in <laughs> the media defending Mr. Wynn noting that the slogan Believe Women is offensive to magicians who make their profit off of lies. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Jack's show is called Red Dread Redemption. Wow, I like that. <laughs> and it's a magic show designed to shock, amaze, and reform the image of white guy dreadlocks in the U.S. I arrived at the Wind Resort and was led to my seat in the showroom while white guy reggae songs play, play over a loudspeaker. Like everyone in the crowd, I was given a Rasta hat with blonde dreadlocks and was told I would be re- ejected if I did not wear it. It was a sold-out show with many celebrities in attendance, including magicians 
and Tiger trainer Siegfried and Roy, who had ended their show after a Tiger Molly. The lights went down and the show began. Jack's opening act was Kingsford Shaw, a native Jamaican magician <laughs> who opened with a ring and rope illusions. The crowd soon got into it with thunderous applause and roars of approval in each with each trick. As Kingford prepared to go into a new trick, the crowd was going nuts. When Jack Burke stepped from a curtain, from behind a curtain and awkwardly told Kingsford that his time was up and to get off stage. <laughs> Kingsford was a class act as he left <laughs> and Jack Burke ran ahead over his thick, luxurious dreadlocks <laughs> and addressed the crowd. Wagwan, what going on, brothers and sisters? I be your musician tonight, Jack Beck. When I was a younger, I almost cut these dreads off, ma. They be a symbol of how the Irish <laughs> were persecuted. Worst of all, they are a gift from Ja, and, <laughs> and that would have been a mistake. Who knows where I would be if I done that now. Maybe a sober comedian with a podcast. <laughs> Steve Wynn, be innocent, man. Wow. <laughs> Ja, ja has given me great powers through my fate to the rust away. And I will demonstrate them for you now, you bumba clap fools. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd clapped as Jack began to perform magic card tricks, ring illusions, and the like as the crowd sweated under their blonde dreadlock hats. Uh, Jack took swigs from a bottle of whiskey and hit massive bong rips between tricks <laughs> as he seemed to become more disoriented. At one point, pausing the show to explain the difference between a pedophile and a pedophile <laughs> <laughs> as the crowd shifted nervously oh in their seats. Oh, my God. As the show neared its climax, Jack was clearly drunk and high, his blonde dreadlocks <laughs> swaying as he stumbled across the stage to pull out a handgun <laughs> and announce he was going to attempt a bullet catch trick. He asked for a volunteer from the crowd, and when nobody stood up, Jack grabbed casino owner Steve Wynn, <laughs> hustling the 80-year-old billionaire on stage and slapping a rusted dreadlock head on his head. <laughs> the crowd was on the edge of their seats. As Wynn stood on one side of the stage, Jack pointing a gun at him, <laughs> he pulled the hammer back and did his best to aim, though he was falling down drunk. Wynn was nervous and about to flee when Manticore, the white tiger who had <laughs> Roy, <laughs> leapt onto the stage and mauled Jack, <laughs> chomping and scratching him and biting off his penis. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd began to clap, thinking it was part of the show. Somehow the tiger bit off some of Jack's dreads and they became stuck to the tiger's head <laughs> by blood. Numerous pictures of a white tiger with dreadlocks began to circulate online. And Manticore the Tiger was canceled for appropriating reggae culture. <laughs> Jack could no longer do magic and so reformatted his show as the dickless variety hour. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that the show is a must watch for those who want to see a penisless man tell jokes about driving for Lyft. <laughs> Wow! Damn, that was really good. That was uh, very. I'm impressed. That was long. What? I, what, I, I forgot how long. What it was. hotel sponsored that show? The uh, Steve, the Steve Wynn. Oh, the Wynn. Yeah, yeah. The no. Wynn Resort Casino. Maybe they could take it to the Encore in uh, Everett, <laughs> Massachusetts. Also owned by Steve Wynn. Uh, no yeah. real relation to Steve Wynn. I don't think. 
<laughs> was originally, and then I now know. his wife. Uh, I know, uh, I'm just joking. Uh, I actually found a review in an old copy of the Las Vegas Review about yeah. your your stage really? show. Really? When I used yeah. to have a stage show. I don't know if you want to read it so yeah. you can get your reaction. Oh, let's see. If, oh, I remember this. Denmark, Denmark-born magician John Paul Rivera just finished the pre- just finished the previews for his magic show this week at the Hooters Hotel and Casino <laughs> on the Vegas Strip. His magic show, half Mexican, wholly disgusting, <laughs> was uh, was as promised, completely disgusting, and featured many holes. The cornerstone of John Paul Rivera's act is the vanishing technique. Pioneered by Chris Angel, vanishing involved the magician uh, to disappear from sight. Putting a new twist on the act, John Paul caused things to vanish by putting them in between butter rings <laughs> and eating them proudly, <laughs> declaring, <laughs> declaring, these are from the dollar store. <laughs> John Paul's half Mexican, wholly disgusting, began on a low note. Reflecting his stand-up comedy roots, John Paul had one of his closest friends, Jeff Payson, come out and dangle a <laughs> microphone in front of an open wound. As audience <laughs> members left in disgust, he cackled until John Paul came out laughing hysterically, saying, Give it up for my friend Jeff. His first act was called The Vanishing Hot Dog. He took out a hot dog and said he was going to make it vanish. He then put it between two buttering cookies and ate it. <laughs> Honestly, this was fairly charming. John Paul is a great showman and has a wonderful smile. Thank you. And the audience was excited to see something cheeky after the disgusting opening act. (laughs) (laughs) However, it took a turn for the worse when JPR asked for an audience volunteer. Uh He then asked the guy to close his eyes, unzipped his fly, (laughs) put a hot dog in his fly, and ate it out of the man's (laughs) face to make it vanish. (laughs) Finally, he got to the grand finale. Uh He asked for a volunteer again and said, don't worry, this time, no fellatio. I will make your mortgage disappear. A single mother ran down the aisle crying, (laughs) weeping tears of joy. She said the bank would be foreclosing on her house on Monday, and she needed her mortgage to vanish. John Paul said, great, here is the trick. Live in a van. <laughs> he then pulled down a PowerPoint projector and berated the woman for being financially irresponsible for not living in a Dodge Caravan with her three teenage children. Everyone who, sa- who left, everyone who was left, sat in disbelief. <laughs> we were shocked that Hooters Casino would put on such a deplorable program. I, Roger Ebert, give it two stars. I wanted to see a POC magician with my black wife, but I left <laughs> sorely disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude! Ebert is a fucking stuck-up asshole. Well, he's dead now. Yeah, well, I'm gonna go piss on his he's grave. He's up there with James Lipton. Oh, oh R.I.P. Mr. Lipton. Mr. Lipton. If you want to remember Mr. Lipton, go back and watch his interview with Ollie G. That's the best way to remember. Oh, is it? Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny. James Wait. Lipton had a weirdly good sense of humor. He was in Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah he he could laugh at himself. Do you think Ebert couldn't? I don't well, know. He was missing Why do you physically, he was physically <laughs> he was on. Unca- yeah, damn. Dude, wait, why do you not like Ebert, John Paul? No, I mean, I don't like that he gave me that bad review. No, oh, you've oh, said oh. it before, right? Doesn't Ebert, some, or someone said it once, no, Ebert I like will like, pan these movies that people, like, critics love, yeah. and then sometimes, randomly, he would go see, like, Superman and give it, like, five stars and call right, it the greatest right, right. piece of art. I don't know if I ever saw that. I, li- I, th- I always liked his reviews. I think he was spot on on a lot of stuff. I'm more of a Cisco guy. <laughs> he liked, uh, he didn't, he gave uh, Tommy Boy two and a half stars. That's fine. Yeah, How many do you think it deserves? Six, at least. <laughs> it's out of four, so that's like that's like pretty good. It's better than pretty good. It's the best comedy of the 90s. <laughs> do you think that's true? 
I mean, they gave zero stars, the New York Times, Pete Wells, to uh, Peter Luger. Yeah. So. yeah. Reviews, I mean, who would ever just, like, talk or write about a piece of media? Well, why would anyone care but about that? if you could go and rate and review this podcast, that would be very yes. helpful, yeah. and we would appreciate this that. This podcast where, all, where we literally give ratings to shows. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Chris Angel? Uh, you've been to Vegas a few times. You've been to oh. a stage show like Chris Angel. Oh no, no, I, I've never seen Chris Angel. My sister, my she's more of like a Magic fan than I was. I remember when I was when I was like a kid, the big magician on TV was this guy David Copperfield. Did you guys ever hear him? No, really. He would do big. He would do big, yeah. big, grand illusions. I remember there was one thing he did where he was. Um, he was on like a strapped to a table and there was a huge spinning saw blade, right? Wow. And it was going to come down and cut him in half and he was going to get out of there just in time. But I mean, in the trick, like the saw blade just comes down and like slices and cuts the guy in half and it freaked me out so bad as a kid. I was like, oh my God, he just died on TV. <laughs> but it was part of the trick. Right, right. Uh, That's I a frequent thing in magic is like, oh, I fucked the trip up. Oh, I did not fuck the trip up, trick up. I actually yeah, yeah, right. yeah. tricked your ass, honky. I watched, uh, I remember the big one I watched was, he wasn't a magician, but Evil Knievel. He was going to jump the Grand Canyon. Yeah. You mean you watched like old footage of it? We no, 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 no. Evil, it was we? like 2000, dude. Oh, I didn't know he was I was like then. 10. I, my parents let me stay up late for it. Yeah. We were was it watch possibly Robbie Knievel, his son? Yeah, it was it was part of the Knievel family. Yeah, for sure. I respect Evil Knievel. But it, there was a huge. He's apparently a real bad guy. Well, he's yes. dead, right? But he's from Butte, Montana. He's self-made. I always respect all people the from Butte man. are bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I respect I, like a guy who comes from nothing and tells big lies and is this like. But yeah, I think he was also like an abuser. Yeah, Nick said he like broke his wife's arm with a with a with a baseball yeah, bat. Yeah, but, but I'm I mean, not talking about his personal life. Oh. You just admire the man. <laughs> I don't really get it. <laughs> I admire his career. Okay, yeah, you yeah. admire his career, but you don't admire the guy. So, so now we're going to be like, I'm not one of these people who can't admire Martin Luther King because he cheated on his wife, or can't admire Gandhi. I mean, I think it's people. different that you, you know, it's different to cheat on your wife than to physically assault her with your baseball bat. Plus, the good <laughs> in the 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 good of uh, of spearheading the civil rights movement is awesome, and the good of jumping over a canyon <laughs> is less so. So you would say the careers of Evil Knievel and Martin Luther King are not comparable? <laughs> I think they're both leaders in their own right. I'm, I'm joking around. I, love, I, I support everything he ever did. I think... No, no. So I, wa I remember staying up late, though, and then it, it was called off because it started snowing, and the, the track got slick. Oh, really? I, it was like a two-and-a-half-hour buildup, and I was very excited. They put it on TV, and they called it off? Yeah, dude. How lame is that? Damn, you know, that sucks, dude. But do you think uh, doing tricks like that is the same thing as illusions? I think some magicians have been blurring the line because David Blaine, obviously, he can do like sli a great sleight of hand magic, right. but he will also do these like bizarre, like fasting, right. uh, sort of feats of endurance. Chris well, Angel's claim to fame is a twenty-four hour submersion in a, a water tank in Times Square. Outside of the WWE entertainment store. <laughs> yeah. I guess he also has a WWE connection. And I never saw him on there. Yeah. I don't understand why they get this, though. Like, I, th David Blaine did a similar thing where he was in a tank for, like, seven days or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, dude, they're lying. You know? Like, they are... It's not real. They're not underwater for seven days. You know? Like, I don't why know, would man. we not... Why would we believe them... Why would we know that they're like they're magicians when they're like levitating, right? You know what? But they, we don't when they're like submerged underwater. They probably do it during the summer though, so that like we have a twenty four seven three sixty five news cycle. There's not that much news, right? Mm -hmm. So if you do that on like 
uh, July Tuesday afternoon, yeah. you could get in the news. I agree. If you did that on like a <laughs> November Monday morning, yeah. you're gonna skip it. But you do a little <laughs> slow summertime. You can't like, do it during Oscar season. Yeah, you no. can't do that. <laughs> but the summer doldrums when there's not even sports on except baseball, well, you could sneak that. What in. did you think of the act or the the person Chris Angel? What were your thoughts on him in general? Because like I like I kind of liked him by the end of it. Like the blooper scenes. Really kind of made me That's enjoy it. Dude, really. they were legitimately endearing. Yeah, he, he, he was, like, he's like very silly. And he, he says, sometimes the crew messes up. And then he has like <laughs> images of the crew messing up. Then sometimes you guys screw it up. And he's got like people. <laughs> Somebody calls up. him Chris Rock. One of the guys yeah, in the yeah, bloopers yeah, yeah. is like, I'm excited to see Chris Rock tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be a mind freak. A guy going from white to black. Whoa. <laughs> that would be wild. <laughs> I guess Sammy Sosa is sort of, you know, there a great illusionist. Chris, Chris Sammy Sosa is a, a total mind freak. There was a famous 60s book called Black Like Me. Where yeah. This guy is like a, I think it was like a news presenter. Be like, I think it was a 60 Minutes guy. I've read Took these pills to darken his skin and lived like a black man for a month and then like reported on it. Yeah. You take pills to darken your skin? Yeah. Yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it make your dick bigger? <laughs> You should have said that with more gusto because yeah. that was a good setup punchline. Yeah, thanks. You were really ashamed of that joke. <laughs> Wait, speaking though. of Dick, though, in the book, the guy who's reporting the black like me guy says that he would constantly get asked about his penis from white people. Wait, does no. he actually? Yeah, that's what he says. You read that book? Yes, I read the book. That's a noteworthy part of the book. Yeah, that, that anyway, white people are yeah. like weirdly fixated on black genitalia yeah we yeah, just saw an example of it yeah That's we insane, did insane dude what's it called it's i'm like not i've never brought it up i don't think once in my life i've said those words i've, I've heard uh, you talk about lexington steel lexington steel is a man bigger than life <laughs> you know what i mean like, he transcends race, he transcends he transcends race. race. Yeah, yeah. lexington steel is he's all of us you know <laughs> <at a> certain <laughs> and i've never even talked about his his uh, undercarriage. I've really only addressed Lexington <laughs> Steel as this mythic actor. As All a great right. actor. Yeah, yeah, you're you know? a great man. No, <laughs> no, no you're, I'm you're, just not focused on that one thing. You don't you fetishize know? black cock. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you this can say a lot of things about me. One of those things you can't say is that I do <laughs> fetishize. You, you know? uh, Wow. This show is very like so it's like so slapdash. Like it's just yeah. a bunch of short clips jammed together. Right. Um, you know, there's uh Chris Angel hanging out with Flava Flav or getting a motorcycle or right. showing you an old clip or showing you how to do a stupid trick at your house. The you know? stupid trick at the house was horrible. And it's all just to get you to go to his like his dot Luxor Entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, the the scene with Flavor Flav, dude, this is like peak Flavor Flav on the comeback. Well, Flavor Flav has been in the news. He's got a Bernie beef right now. Yeah. What? He's out of he got kicked out of public <laughs> enemy after like twenty eight years today. <laughs> <laughs> because Chuck D and him disagree about Bernie Sanders. Yeah, right? I don't even get it. I didn't even know that they were still the public's enemy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you think that they by now they would have made peace with the public? <laughs> yes, dude. I thought they'd sort of moved on. No, it's like Israel Palestine. No, <laughs> Wait, why does does Flavor Flav like Bernie and Chuck D? I hates think him? it's the other way around. Yeah, Flavor Flav does not like Bernie. Yeah. Why? What is Bur what is Flavor Flav is like a huge capitalist. He's he's big time. That is true. He has a lot of money in the clock necklace industry. <laughs> and if Bernie gets in there, he can cause it all. If he's gonna give out these clock necklaces, that's it's over point. for him. That's it's over a super him. Super good point. I know. So yeah, they disagree about Bernie. I guess they had a fight, and now Flav's out. So Flava <laughs> might be looking for a 
a place to land. You, you know? would think Flav wants to come on finale? Uh, yeah. I mean, if he has the amount of proper amount of Instagram followers, we can make room <laughs> for him. <laughs> I I think that uh, we should do we should cover I Love New York with Flav of Flav. I'll do oh, that. Oh, I could do that. That would be really fun. That would be good. My only issue though is we need to make sure that Flavor Flav has. Has conquered that uh, d- his disease. Is he oh. a drinker? <laughs> oh, f- I think Flavor Flavor is one of the most famous diseases of all. Does yeah. he? Dude, he was like a huge crack addict. It was like a huge problem. It almost ruined Public Enemy a lot. Well, Bernie <laughs> is what actually took him down. Bernie <laughs> is worse than crack <laughs> in Flavor Flavor's Dude, mind. You should send that meme to your friend, uh, that old lady, the 78 year old. <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> M-Y-O-B, mind your own business. Yeah, she was using me uh, acronyms I don't even know. Yeah, I haven't heard that. M-Y-O-B? Yeah. You've never heard M-Y-O-B? She's in no. Somerville. Should we find this bitch? She doesn't even live in Somerville. That's what? the other part. I'm, you don't, don't either. either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm 200 miles away telling people to keep it to Somerville content. Uh, John Ball, do you want to intro a little segment of the clip to give our, our listeners a real feel of his texture? Yeah, I mean, we've been talking all about Chris Angel. Let's, uh, let's actually kind of listen to Chris Angel himself, he actually hangs out a little bit with uh, the man himself. We were just talking about him. Enemy of Bernie Sanders, Flava Flav. <laughs> Give it a little shuffle. I want you to totally believe that everything is fair because it is. Well, you got me believing already. I'm worried up, man. Okay, this is a good, this is a good even shuffle right here. Is that fair? Okay. Check it out. Look, I'm gonna go through the deck. I want you to touch, touch one for me. Take it out. Don't let me know what it is. Look at it. Show it to the camera. I'm gonna turn my back. No one, don't say anything, all right? And you can take the rest of the deck. I want you just to think of it, Flav. Come on, put your back against my back. Put your back against my back. I want you to think of the card. I want you to think. I want you to think of the color of the card. Seriously, try to send it to me mentally. Just try to send it to me. Right now, you're thinking of a, a black card. Am I right? Yeah. Black card. Spades? Wow. Come on, send me. Yes. It's... You're correct. Don't try to fool me now. Don't try to f with me. You're thinking of the five of spades, am I right? Yo! Kind of a possibly racially aggressive clip <laughs> where Chris Angel is accusing Flava Flav of playing the black card. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that now, actually. Chris seems to hang out with quite a few celebrities. He also hangs out with uh, UFC uh, yeah. champion Randy the Natural Couture at one point. What's Randy like in the scene? Uh, what? I don't know enough about UFC to know how big of a deal it is to hang oh, out with Randy Couture. I mean, he's he's thought of as a one of the pioneers of yeah. of really popularizing mixed martial arts. But you know, he's a uh, Randy Couture. He's you know, there, it was he's, Randy Couture and Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell is known as like a guy who probably spent his money too fast and did too much cocaine. Randy Couture, you never really hear about. So I think he's just a regular guy. Well, and he got a little money coming on A and E TV. Right. They, he got they were a, probably trying to figure out like, is Randy Couture crossover star level? <laughs> You know that there's somebody out there that their three favorite things in the world, Sons of Anarchy for the drama, yep. UFC for the sport, yeah. and Mind Freak for the <laughs> reality television. No, for the spiritual guidance. For the spiritual guidance, yes. Dude, dude you're unfair to Sons of Anarchy fans. You bring them up all the time I as just like think they're the re- archetype for a loser. I just think they're the most retarded people. I think what it is is that you got pissed at anything on a motorcycle after Evil Knievel disappointed you that day. <laughs> That's got to be it. I'm going to buy you a Sons of Belichick shirt. <laughs> I just think you're a total nerd if you like Sons of Anarchy. The whole show is about, I mean, we should mention, but oh, also mention Sons of Anarchy. Anarchy. 
Uh, we he also mentioned a couple of WSMs. Oh my god! WSMs. He gets a uh, he gets a cool ass. He gets a way over the top cool Dude, ass motorcycle. Dude, he gets a he gets a. Uh, this is 2010 is the most popular that like mo- or co- what is it called? Um, uh, West Coast uh, West Coast shoppers. Yeah, but the, what do they do call when they're like specific to people? Custom customized. customized choppers are like the coolest thing yeah. to losers throughout America in 2010. <laughs> and. Chris Angel gets one customized. It's literally him fucking a skeleton. <laughs> Dude, he's he's literally pretty he's, sick. He's riding a skeleton. Yeah. Maybe he's from Worcester. It's an homage to the Turtle Boy statue. <laughs> oh, okay. It's, that's pretty funny. Yeah. It's a chrome skeleton. It's got light up red eyes. He thinks it's the coolest thing. That's why the the man's a child. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you I'm gonna be cool? honest with you. It's you cool, like it. John. You would like it too. I mean, uh, yeah, I do. If I had that motorcycle, you'd be happy for me. And if you had it, you'd be happy, too. Yeah, but where are you going to sleep and live on a motorcycle? That's true. (laughs) Uh, We should mention mention how we feel about levitation. How do you think Chris does it? Do you think he's really doing it? I think levitation is literally the lamest thing he did on the whole show. I find car tricks much more interesting. How is he doing it, though? I looked it up. I looked it up, too. How does he do it? They said you can't say for certain, but it's almost certainly from the tricks. It's just a simple crane with thin wires. Oh, really? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So it's still dangerous. Uh, I guess a Who's tiny the guy bit. who fell in WWE? Yeah. Uh, Owen Hart. Yeah, yeah, Owen Hart. I yeah. was trying to think of a way to get Owen Hart to crash on Zach's uh, <laughs> foot fetish show. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously the vanishing is they just straight up edit the footage. That's, that's why they have to get the towel in front. That's possible. I don't, I don't know exactly how. I mean... His last trick is not; it's all editing. Yeah, but yeah. I think they're. I like the the one trick that he did do was cool. Was like the levitation over the Luxor was pretty neat, dude. It was yeah. sick. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. That's the not bad. levitation inside the Luxor would also be cool if yeah. you just came out of your hotel room. Yeah, no, but which but, they show one guy doing. I know, which obviously <laughs> like an intern pounded on this sixty-eight-year-old <laughs> man's door. He's waking up from a slumber, and then they they make him come out. I just like the. Um, I, or I didn't like the. You could like see the harnesses on these guys. I I, felt, I, I, could, couldn't. I couldn't see them. Really? Yeah, I could. I mean, like the wires or the yeah, harness. The harnesses. You could. They were like slumpy. He's all Dude, Christ-like. Honestly, I was pretty convinced. I also tried to look it up. It wasn't on the first page of Google. I was like, all right, maybe he really did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's, There's al- also another way where you can like make a slit in the back of your pants and attach the. I don't like know. Like a jetpack or attach something. Attach. You attach like your shoes to the so- your feet, your shoes to the bottom of your pants. You sew them together, right? You make a slit in the back of your pants. Okay. So, and then you have like a little rock or something behind you, and you can s- sneak your foot through the back. It's very odd. I I don't know exactly. It's all about like your the placement of the people. Yeah. And then your where you put your feet. Kind of. Oh, a- I loved. He would ham it up. Sometimes his feet were crossed. Yeah. Sometimes they were not. It was interesting. You know what was funny too? Remember Mysterio from uh, from uh, uh, what was what was the show about picking up chicks? Oh, yeah, yeah, the game. The yeah, game. Not Mysterio. Uh, mystery. Mystery. <laughs> Mis- <laughs> Mysterio is a Spider-Man right. villain. Mystery. But he dr- would get chicks. Mystery dress, just like. Oh yeah. Mindfreak. <laughs> yeah. They have a very similar style. No, they, they were do. probably they were probably cleaning up at this Luxor club. They together. Like, probably were. Dude. Yeah. They, they definitely were boys. Oh, there's no way that Chris Angel didn't do well with the ladies. Yeah. Oh. I think it d- he has a charisma to him. Yeah. He yeah. has a dynamic energy. I think though the his him being. A, Putting on this weird goth persona is such a turnoff. Like I'm not. I do too. It. Yeah. Yeah. The goth part's the lame part, and it seems like all of these magicians, like apparently David Copperfield, he's like 
a huge narcissist yeah. where everything in his like show is like about him and his success. Yeah. And then like David Blaine is like, you know, he's a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The magicians is just like, just be modest. Why can't you be a humble magician? I don't know. <laughs> then you don't make it to the top. I That's probably not. true. What do you guys Deepak Chopra moment? What's something you liked about the Ooh, show? Wow. This is a good one. My Deepak Chopra moment would have to be Chris Angel literally doing the Lord's work and making alcoholic drinks appear for people. <laughs> people <laughs> love to drink alcohol. It gets them loose. It makes them fun. It really improves everyone's lives in every way possible. And Chris Angel, Chris Angel actually causes some to just appear out of the ether, which is cool. So that's my that was a cool trick. That's my Deepak moment. I liked my Deepak moment was how good of a promoter Chris Angel is. Okay, and it's a lesson we can take away as comedians. He didn't just worry about the magic. He worried about the advertising okay <laughs> every five to eight minutes he's dropping the name of the hotel <laughs> where he performs he's doing work to get asses in the seat right, yeah, I respect right. that. we should start doing that more on the podcast yeah we should Just you can like see us uh at the creek in the cave yeah. at 11 p.m <laughs> yeah, on a weeknight yeah. Just saying the name of the podcast in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, you can hear us every week on the series finale. finale podcast uh my mind freak of the week um <laughs> Dude, my Deepak Chopra moment, I like card tricks in general. So yeah. I thought like some of the like the memorization stuff was pretty cool. Um but now some I was also thinking maybe that's like just math. I think a lot of it's just math. Like if you shuffle the cards enough, like you're gonna get it. I don't know. I don't know how yeah, it works. I don't know. But then my mind freak is actually his obsession with like decent looking women. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rachel right. Bloom could have been one of his uh Ooh, I like no, that. That's not he wouldn't be into that. All right, what do you want to do for a role play? <laughs> I'm gonna be Henry I'm no <laughs> Henry Cavill. No, no, no. <laughs> I said I'm gonna be Harry Houdini. Hey, I got oh. a quick joke. Henry Cavill came up to Chris Angel and said, Hey, Chris, can you make my career vanish? He said, You wouldn't need to have one. Oh, oh. Disres that's disrespectful. I'm Harry Houdini, okay. noted magician, escape artist, and debunker of the supernatural. Wow. I'll be, um, I'll be Honey Boo Boo on uh, vacation. I'll be Ooh. Penn. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's good. At least you're not going to be Teller. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll be. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, well, yeah. look who I, it is. I love. I love. Magic. It's very nice to meet you, young lady. I'm Harry Houdini. I'm, I'm on a boo boo. Huh? I'm on a boo boo. I love Mountain Dew. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what that is. Uh, and you're a magician too, right? You're a newer magician. I am a magician. I am Penn <laughs> Gillette. Have you ever seen yourself, Penn? No, I haven't. <laughs> but I feel like I'm very tall and I would talk kind of slow. Yeah, like that'd be cool. <laughs> well, would you like us for us to do some magic for you, honey boo boo? Yeah, I would like that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I think that was a yes. What In do you think, my Pat? first trick, I'm going to get us to organize. Hey, hey. <laughs> There's no doors. We're in the Wild West. Hey, hey it's me. Who it's, is it? It's Honey Boo Boo's mom. Oh, Mama June? <laughs> it's me, Mama June. Living <laughs> that life. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you, God. I, she wasn't ready for a bullet catch. <laughs> she was annoying <laughs> as hell. That was not a magic trick. That was just I, murder. I caught it in my pussy. Well, oh, my <laughs> gosh. Mama June. Okay. You guys both seem to be in denial mode in this, this role play. <laughs> you guys are denying each other. I'm done. Can you bring me back to life? I, Harudini, have crossed the vestiges of death, and I can try to bring you back to life. Suck on my pussy. It's okay. I'll try that. <laughs> you know what? I'm so disappointed in the behavior 
of these two <laughs> rednecks. But what I've learned from magic and illusions is sometimes the mirror points back at you. So instead of killing these two women, I'll point the gun in my own mouth. <laughs> oh, no. Shh. Whoa, Penn. that's the ultimate mind freak. I don't think Penn knew who Harry Houdini was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you get the show? Uh... <laughs> I give the show a chew. It's a slapjack. It's a clip show. It's a glorified clip show and advertisement for a resort casino. Yeah, yeah, I give it a six. Basically, an infomercial, but good conversation for fodder. I think this season was just like they had leftover footage, and they said we might as well get Chris in to do a little VO work, <laughs> and it was cheap. Yeah, my um my uh rating was just a one. It really was painful. <laughs> it was way better than that. It was Listen, you always give stuff zeros and ones. It was so lame. Just loserville. It was as good as Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> good night, Uri. <laughs> <laughs>